Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. My name is Yemi, and I would like to warmly welcome you. I think my husband forgot to do that. Um, warmly welcome you all this afternoon um, as we gather together. He's not used to doing the hosting. Um, he, does, he does the other bit. Um, so if you're a guest here with us, you're very welcome. Um, we'd really like to get to know you better. So like you said, if you could fill in one of our info cards, that would be great. Um, but feel free. We're family, and we just loved Jesus. So um, we are carrying on with our summer series um, of Sync this afternoon. And if you've been coming along, um, I hope you've been putting into action what we've been taught. We've been taught about singing, singing at home, singing truth, singing with the people we do life with. I hope you've been doing that. And today we're going to be looking at singing in the local church. Singing in the local church. Um, for you, it might be a love thing or a dread thing. A room full of people singing, some clapping, some can sing, some who cannot sing, all sorts of tunes, um, loud voices, people raising their hands to God, some dancing, some getting emotional. You might just, some of us, you might actually dread it. And sometimes there can be some awkward moments. And probably, well, can we just skip that part of the service and go to the preaching of the word? Um, you might say to yourself, I can barely handle singing by myself. Why do I have to sing with other people as well? Why do we do it? And I'm really believing the Holy Spirit this afternoon. I'm praying that um, as we go through this word, um, that we will catch a revelation of why we sing together as a local church. And I think as I begin, it's important to clarify what we actually mean by church. Church is not this building, neither is church an event. Church is a community. We are the church. You and I, we make up the church. So it's good to have that at the back of our minds as we talk about singing in the local church. So let's read from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 to 21. Um, the word should come up on the screen if you don't have your Bible with you. It says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making best use of your time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of the reverence for Christ. So from this passage, we can conclude that we need to be filled with the Spirit. I think we all agree with that. And we need to keep on being filled with the Spirit. And as a result of being filled with the Spirit, there should be an overflow. And that overflow is evident by addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, and singing and making melody in our hearts to the Lord. So basically, a spiritual Christian should be a singing Christian. I would say that. If you're spirit-filled, you should be a singing Christian. Um, singing has a unique way of bringing our heart, soul, and mind, and strength together and to be able to focus entirely on God. And last week, Nemi spoke to us about how our emotions and the full range of our emotions is involved and is stirred up when we sing. But we are not called to sing alone. Jonathan Edwards says this. He said, the most perfect way that we have of expressing a sweet concord of mind to each other is by music. And so I want us to look at three points together as we think about singing in local church. The first is singing together. Singing as well as singing together is, a, is not an option. It's actually a command. There are over 400 references in the Bible, and more than 50 of them are direct commands of singing. 
And many of them is in a group context. Psalm 149 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. He's praised in the assembly of the godly. Psalm 95 verse 1 to 2. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. So when we sing together, we're just simply being obedient and doing what God tells us to do. And singing in the church is one of the ways we serve one another. Why? Because singing brings encouragement and it builds each other up. You can't benefit in church just by consuming. You benefit when you actually serve others in the church. And one way we serve each other is by singing. Psalm 105 verse 2 says, sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Psalm 40 verse 3, he puts a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. So when we gather together and we're doing what the Bible says by coming together and we're singing together, publicly as a church family, either on a Sunday or in a midweek gathering or in any context where we gather with other believers, it's an opportunity for us to tell of God's wondrous works. An opportunity for us to respond together to what God has done for us. And so we make declarations of, of our love to God. We make confessions of our faith. And we testify of God's wondrous works. And this actually can cause other people to consider his goodness and turn to him. I don't know about you. Sometimes you come in on a Sunday like this. You don't feel like singing. And then a song starts. And you see other people around you singing. And before you know it, your spirit gets lifted. Songs like Christ alone, cornerstone. Weak made strong in the Father's love. Through the storm is Lord, Lord of all. You are able to lay down whatever it is that's burdening you. You are able to just put it aside and say, actually, no, I want to sing to the Lord. Songs like we trust in our God and in his unfailing love. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. People start to sing that. And before you know it, your spirit just gets lifted and you just start to sing along. And all those burdens get put in their proper perspective. So hearing testimonies of faith all around us in the songs we sing, help to build one another up. And also there might be unbelievers in our, people in our midst that don't know Christ. Hearing them, hearing, them hearing us testifying of our faith can also do something in their hearts. So when it comes to singing together as a body, let's sing together because we're serving one another. Let's play our part in the body anytime we gather and sing out loud. It doesn't matter whether you're, you think you have a singing voice or not. Just sing out loud because you don't know who is being blessed. Just by looking at you singing, lifting up your holy hands to the Lord. It does something to other people. It builds people up. So let's do it together. So what are we looking at? What are we looking for when we are singing? The first thing we're looking for is creativity. God is a creator and he has uniquely fashioned each of us in his own image. And we image him by creativity. We're not all the same. That's why we all look very different here. And there are different melodies, there are different genres of music, there are lots of instruments. Psalm 150, it says there, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the trumpet sound, praise him with the lute and harp, praise him with tambourine and dance, Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So we can make music to the Lord and sing with all these wonderful instruments. We don't have trumpets or cymbals, but um, we have a...
kickbox or what was that thing called that we have there? Um, <laughs> we can use that in our singing. Um, we can make music to the Lord, but it doesn't always have to be complicated. God has blessed us with a voice. Each one of us has a voice, and that's all we need. He says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So as long as you have breath, you can praise the Lord. And God has also blessed us with an instrument. Do you know the instrument you've been blessed with? You've got ten stringed instruments. That. That. You can clap your hands. We all have a voice and we have an instrument. So let's praise the Lord. Let's get, let's get creative every time we gather. Let's clap our hands. Let's sing to the Lord. Because when we do that, we're just imaging God by our creativity and we're serving one another. And we're also looking for communication when we, when we sing together. Singing always communicates something. Singing helps to proclaim the truth of the gospel to ourselves and to one another. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. It says, let the word of God dwell richly. Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. In other words, through the reading of the word of God and the teaching of the word of God, as well as singing, the truth of God's word can dwell in us richly. Because music has the power to embed words deep in our hearts. C.J. Mahoney describes singing as take-home theology. So if you think about it, how many sermons do you remember? If I've been listening to, some of us have been Christians for a while, you can maybe over 500 sermons. How many of them do you remember? How many songs do you remember? Many times during the week, you probably don't remember the preach, but there's a song that was sung during worship that probably does that for you. It stays with you for the week. You just keep singing that song over and over again. Now, many of our songs, they are three-minute, easily memorizable, deeply biblical summary of important truth from the Word of God. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. Three minutes. That's not even up to three minutes. A minute. But it's truth from the word of God. And so that's why we need to pray for our worship leaders. Because they influence our theology. If they present truth to us, we remember truth. And if they present and sing non-truth, we also remember that. They have a huge role in shaping what we believe because songs have a powerful impact on what we believe. Songs we will remember, sermons we will probably will not remember. We might remember bits of it, but we won't remember the whole thing, but we will remember songs. So we need to um, communicate truth to ourselves when we sing. We communicate truth of the gospel to one another and to ourselves as well. So worship time is not time to, oh, it's just a, a, a break before the sermon comes. It's not something to fill up the time. It's not a, a leg-stretching exercise for people that dance. No. It's a time to communicate truth and proclaim the deep faith that we believe. So when it's time to, to sing to the Lord, we're worshiping Jesus, but we are also communicating truth to one another. We are encouraging one another. We are building one another up. So why not make a quality decision when it comes to singing together as a body, to play your part, to sing truth. And that truth that you sing during the week as well, not just here on so it goes with you and during the week you can communicate truth to yourself. And 
The other thing we're looking for when we're singing is we're looking for community. So when we gather together, it's not just you singing to God. We gather together as a body, making one sound of worship to the living God. In 2 Chronicles chapter 5, um, the ark, which signified the presence of God in the Old Testament, it was being brought back into the temple. And I'm going to read from chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. And it says that it was the duty of the trumpeters and the singers to make themselves, to make themselves heard in unison, in praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments in praise to the Lord, for his good, for his steadfast love endures forever, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, so that the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. So it was the job of the trumpeters and the singers to sound as one, to make one sound to the Lord. And we are all singers, and we sing as one. So when we sing together, we're encouraging the sense of community because we're all here from different backgrounds, different lifestyles, different uh, stages of life, different complica complications of life. But when we sing together, we lay all that aside and we do the same thing together at the same time. We are focusing on Jesus. We are being Christ-centered. We are putting down what we prefer to do the same thing, to glorify the name of God. We are building community. So singing unifies us and builds a sense of community. So a church that sings together, it makes, it's a powerful statement. And somebody can come in here and wonder, why all these people are so different? They're singing to the same God and worshiping Jesus together. It's a testimony. And for those who are here for community, it can actually speak to them. And then... Singing, look now, singing and spiritual warfare. You probably don't associate singing and warfare together. There's an account in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Um, a great multitude was gathering together against the people of Israel. And the king Jehoshaphat was very afraid. So he proclaimed a fast and he gathered people together to seek the Lord. And then the Spirit of the Lord spoke. And he said, listen, all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them and the Lord will be with you. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire. As they went before the army and they said, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing praise, the Lord sent an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Monser, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. So there was a war and the face of war, instead of gathering soldiers and swords, it was the singers that were, that were gathered. And the battle was won, not by fighting, but by singing praises to the Almighty God. And we also were in a spiritual battle. The Bible tells us that we don't fight against flesh and blood. Our fight is in the spirit. So we're in a battle. And it's time for us to arise. Church of Jesus Christ and begin to sing. Singing God's word helps us to put on our spiritual armor. And it gets us ready and prepares us to carry God's truth into the, into the battles that we face daily. 
a heart that is singing is a heart that's at war with evil and the power of sin. So can you imagine yourself? Just think about the posture you take when you're singing to the Lord. Your heart is lifted up. You're thinking about God. And your mind is focused on God. So it would be very hard to be lying or to be doing greedy things or to be looking at what what we're not supposed to look at or to be involved in any form of sin when our posture is a posture of singing. And I think the enemy hates that because it's it's a stand for the Lord. When we stand there and we're singing and we are focusing our mind and attention upon the Lord, we are singing, we are making music in our hearts to the Lord. It's very difficult for us to be involved in something that's contrary to, the, to what the living God expects of us. So when our heart is a heart that's full of singing, is a heart that is standing, making a stand against the work of the evil one. So, when we come together and we're singing, we are looking to glorify Jesus, but it does much more than that. We're serving one another, we're speaking truth to each other, and we are putting on the armor of God. What we're going to take on into the coming week, we are, we are imbibing that and feeding our spirits with that. So why not make a decision today that when you gather together with the people of God, either on a Sunday or midweek or whenever it is, two or three gatherings together, that you would really embrace singing. If singing has not been one of your things, or it's not something that you really um, so like um, crazy about, why didn't you make a decision today? Why? Because it's a commandment from the Lord. And also, it does other people good. And when we do it together, it's so beautiful to the ears of our God. So we're going to respond. We're going to go into a time of worship now. As a church committee, we want to sing to the Lord. We want to sing with all of our hearts. We want to be involved. And the thing is, for, for you to be able to sing from your heart, you need to have a, it's, it's a relationship that you have with your God, expressing how you feel to your Father. So if you're here and you don't know Jesus, it's going to be very difficult to sing songs of love and adoration to the one that you don't know. So it's very, the first step is for us to to give our hearts to Jesus, to give him a room in our hearts so that we can sing. Because you can't sing a song to an unknown person. You need to be able to express your love and your appreciation and to speak of the wondrous things he has done for you. It begins by having a relationship with him. So if you're here, you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, um, there's an opportunity for, for you to do that. You need to speak to somebody here at the front or somebody that you came with to talk to them about what does it mean to have a relationship? What does it mean to be able to sing songs of adoration to God? So it's, it's so easy to do that. It just means giving your life to Jesus, allowing him room in your heart, and he would um, change your heart and give you a heart of love for him. So we're going to respond to God. Rena and the band, could they please come? And let's be creative as we sing to Jesus. Let's declare the wondrous work that he's done for us. Let's testify of his goodness. Let us remember to, um, and to do that together as a body together.